You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we come to you for another exit interview, moving through our Australian Survivor season four contestants, I should say, as uh, we now speak to the most recently eliminated contestant, the 16th contestant voted out of season four. And uh, a bit of a sad one here for me. I was a big fan of uh, Tessa, and uh, this is our chat with Tessa O'Halloran, of course. Bit of a bit of an extended one today. Uh, we got a little bit more time with Tessa today, so uh, very much appreciative there to Channel Ten for this. And uh, spoke through her game, of course. Um, Tessa goes through a few of the little mistakes she feels she made, whether or not uh, she worked out who it was who flipped on her initially after she was voted out, and then uh, explaining quite well, I think, about how she felt she played a lot better off the bottom rather than being in a position of power. Uh, and also uh, a little bit shocked to hear about some of the fan reaction to her out there, given that she's actually avoided a lot of uh, kind of what has been said about her throughout this season, given that she's actually been overseas uh, during this season airing. So uh, big chat here, a lot of fun. Let's hear our chat right now with the 16th contestant voted out of season four of Australian Survivor, Tessa O'Halloran. Pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, the most recently voted out contestant from Australian Survivor 2017, Miss Tessa O'Halloran. Tessa, welcome to the program this morning. Thanks, Dan. Well, I just said it to you just then before I hit record. Um, I'm very sad to see you go, Tessa. I'm meant to be completely unbiased here, of course, but uh, I never let my opinions get in the way of one of my favourites. I'm incredibly sad to see you go, and uh, I can't imagine that uh, it's ever easy to have to see all that play out as well, given that you know when it's coming, you know when the episode's about to air. So how was it watching all that (laughs) unfold last night? Oh, when I see Luke running to that spy shack, I'm just like, no, just trip over. Like, you know, fall over your silly little fern shack and stop this from all happening. Although, to be fair, I mean, as much as I'm like, yeah, I was totally spy shacked out of the game. Um, I think, I mean, I messed it up so badly myself in just failing in my Luke management uh, that I don't think spy shack or no, that it would have been any different. Mm, I mean, it, obviously, when you voted out of that situation, I can imagine you've got a 101 thoughts going through your head how it went down, and I'm sure kind of over the mm. time since it's finished, you've probably had a conversation or two that's kind of put that into context. But did that bring extra closure last night? I mean, were you sort of fully aware of how it had gone down before last night, or did last night finally explain it fully? Look, I think I knew the facts already going into it. I knew that... And I, I was sort of aware as soon as I was walking out of there that I had messed up. You know, I think if I had just sat there and done nothing for two days, I probably wouldn't have gone home. <laughs> I, I am fully responsible for myself going home. But it's different when you watch it. You know, you can see the way I was talking to Luke was so wrong. I'm like, no, you know, I was so conscious of that with the Henry vote. I was so careful to be, you know, keeping Luke entertained, making him feel like he was in charge and this was a fun, like exciting thing. And then I sat down there and like drilled him on a vote split. Like, no, Tessa, no, (laughs) I just messed that up so much that, um, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes in this game and that was probably like the common thread in them. I just would get blinkered and forget that other people weren't seeing the game that I was. Other people weren't as sort of, I think, analytical about their moves as I was. And sometimes I forgot that. And 
that was my downfall. Is I mean, is that a case that you you pull off one of these big moves and it adds that slight t- touch of confidence in yourself that you feel that's where maybe you let slip just at a at a moment like that, and that's why, as you were saying, there you maybe didn't manage Luke as as well as you did a couple of days earlier. Yeah, I mean, I think it's clear that I definitely played best when I was on the bottom because I was so much more conscious of everything that I did and the way that I was treating people and the way I was talking to people. I was really careful. When I was on the bottom, I was so careful to be what people wanted me to be and to to make myself useful to them. Whereas when I felt like I had the numbers, I just got a bit like a rookie error. I just got excited about what I wanted to do and... I forgot to manage people. So, oh, God, so much I would change. But, um, you know, at the same time, like it was a, just a good play by Luke and Jericho. They were right. They were right to get rid of me at that point. It's, it sounds very hard here for you, Tessa, because, I mean, uh, obviously you're having to do a lot of these interviews this morning and a lot of us are sort of questioning <laughs> you on this. And it's kind of like, as I just said, you, you're trying to get a bit of closure from last night, but then you've got all these people going, what did you do? Why did you do this? And now you're just going, <laughs> oh, shit, man. I Just just let me go to bed. It's Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, I mean, everyone's just pretty much echoing what goes on in my own head anyway. Why did you do this? You dummy. So, <laughs> well, I have to say, though, you, yeah. were, you were involved in probably the two biggest power shifts of this entire game. I mean, uh, you know, when Amy went early, obviously, and then obviously with Henry last week. So, I I mean, from our perspective, I mean... I probably put the death kneel on you last week when I said that you were probably my winner's pick at this point in the game after the Henry vote. So, again, you can blame uh, me. me. Yeah, I did it with Annalise, and now I've done it with you. So, um, is there anybody oh, right now you want me it. to predict winning so that they can go home next? Uh, I'm glad to do uh, it. You can probably guess. You can guess. <laughs> Luke will win like this game, everybody. Luke is going to win <laughs> this game. He's guaranteed. But no, I mean, <laughs> no. I'd put your curse on Lockie, not oh, Luke. <gasps> oh, of course. All oh, right. Sorry, Lockie. Luke's a player. Luke, Luke is a great player. I'd be happy for him to win this game. All right, I'll take that back. Lockie, Lockie, he of course. He got me. Well, is, are people underestimating him at this point in the game too? Because, I mean, the thing that we're obviously noticing with Luke is that, and the entire audience of Lockie, I mean, he's he's bold, he's brash, he's in his confessionals, mm. he's out there. But, I mean, it doesn't really seem that that translates a whole lot around camp. Is that the case? And are people mm. really underestimating what he's doing out there? I think he's starting to stick his neck out a little too far. But he definitely has gotten away with saying and doing things that nobody else could because he is Luke. Like, he was just so unbelievably charming. And this is not, this is weird coming from me. I saw him on the barge and was like, oh, God, I I can't handle people like that. (laughs) And then met him on the Merge Beach. And he is just a genuine, really caring, conscientious guy. And I mean, I remember one night the cover had kind of come off of me a little bit and we, I wasn't working with Luke at all. I barely knew him and I was sort of woken up because somebody was tucking me in and it was Luke making sure that I had the sheet all the way over me. Like wow. he was just, he outside of his gameplay was such an unexpected, nice, caring guy. And then he was funny and he really played the game as a game. And I think all of us respect that, but at the same time, he's definitely starting to stick his neck out too far. I think people are noticing. Mm, well, I mean, I've got myself into a bit of trouble this season, uh, Tessa, with some of the things I said about Luke early on. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, it's it's a case that, um, you know, I mean, he's definitely enjoyable to watch. And by all means, like as you just said, he's a player. I mean, I'm incredibly uh, appreciative of his game. And I was, I'll be honest with you, mm. is I, I was blinded by my fan of you last night. I'm like, nah, Tessa's not going home. Luke's not going to pull this off. And then before we know it, Sarah's <laughs> holding that vote up. And I'm like, holy shit, I've really oh. got to stop predicting this. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and, but I was, I have to admit, I was surprised because I hadn't heard about the conversation that went down to convince Sarah to get on board with this. And I think, I mean, this move was the least in Sarah's interest out of everyone. She really, like, that was very alienating for her. Sarah, I mean, Michelle was Sarah's person. And I was pretty convinced that because I knew I was with Michelle and I was really confident with that, that that meant Sarah was on board. I think that for her to lose her person at this point is so risky for Sarah. Mm. I mean, yeah, so it was interesting to see the way that Luke and Jericho was so urgent in their conversation with Sarah. I'm just really surprised that that landed. I'm surprised she went with them. Did you have an initial thought when, when Jono was snuffing your torch out as to who it might have been? Oh, no. I was, I mean, I think I say in my exit thing, I was like, I bet that was lucky <laughs> because <laughs> I, I just didn't think that we were really talking truth with each other when we were like, yeah, we're already Sarah. And then I went back and told Sarah, I was like, they think that that is what the plan is, but trust me, I'm not, I'm not voting you, mm. which obviously she didn't believe. Um, and it wasn't until I had a shower, I got back to the jury villa and had a shower, which is where all good thinking happens. <laughs> and it just hit me. And I remembered about five minutes before we were locked down, before tribal council, um, Sarah came up to us, up to that Champagne Alliance group, and said, guys, I don't want to split the votes. I want to pile them all on Lockie. And I was like, I was really worried that Ziggy was going to play her idol for Lockie Mm. because she had just saved him the week before and they were very close. And that's why I wanted to split the votes. And I sort of said, look, okay, if you really want to, we'll take the risk. We'll put them all on Lockie. And then Jericho came over and said, no, we have to split the vote. Wow. And then that sort of struck me as unusual. And I thought, Jericho's name's out there. Why does he care if we split the vote or not? But at that point, things were so unstable, and I just had, you know, really just had my target inside. I thought Lockie was going to be gone, and then after that, my options opened up in terms of how I could use Tara and how we could use Ziggy's idol and how we could break down that Asunga 4. I was so fixated on it. I was like, just, yes, okay, whatever, to keep people on plan with getting rid of Lockie. So, I mean, if I had have wised up to that and at least changed my vote to Lockie, um, yeah. It's interesting. It the game. Yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah. interesting kind of putting that out there because that's what I was kind of thinking when obviously this whole idol discussion was coming through because, I mean, I guess it wasn't necessarily shown, but, I mean, we all know Ziggy's got an idol and, as you said, we know she's willing to sort of play it the way she is. So, I guess kind mm-hmm. of, uh, while a lot of people, I think, last night were talking on social media like, why are you splitting the vote? This is a big risk at um, Final Nine. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, well, we know Ziggy's yeah. got an idol. We know she's aligned with Lockie. We know what she's willing to do. I mean, to me, in yeah. my personal opinion, and again, this is probably why I've never played the game tester and I can't predict shit. Uh, I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I mean, and I put so much effort in with Ziggy before that vote. And obviously she did eventually vote Lucky, which turned out being really bad for me. It would have been better if she'd voted with Lucky, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just still didn't believe that if I were in her shoes, I would probably still be thinking about protecting Lockie. Like, she should you know, go all in with something at this stage because otherwise she's just looking too wishy-washy. She's looking like she just follows the numbers mm. and it's just not a winning game. And I thought that she would be thinking that. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, can't go back in time. What, what, so what would have your plan been moving forward? I mean, you kind of just touched on it then, um, sort of what mm. you would have done. I mean, I guess the interesting one from this point would have been, um, no doubt, Tara. Uh, but, I mean, uh, how, how do you think you would have managed it had no. that vote been successful last night? 
I wasn't thinking about voting out Tara. I was thinking about how I could use Tara. Because, so Peter and I couldn't go down to six without a sung of four. They were really clearly very tight and they would have swiped us out in five and six. No one was taking me over anybody else in that six. Mm-hmm. So my idea was to go down to the eight with those four and then to pull in Tara, Ziggy and Peter and use Ziggy's idol at that point to break that. 4-4. Right. So we'd have to be clever about it. We'd have to figure out who they were voting for and play Ziggy's idol right. But I think at that stage, Ziggy, you know, she'd showed me the idol. She'd taken me aside. She was really trying to get back in with me. And I thought that probably she would play the idol for the benefit of that group if she could see it getting her further. So that's what I would have tried to do. I would have tried to get Ziggy, Peter, Tara and myself through the next round, get out Jericho and Luke, and then swap over and use Sarah and Michelle to get out Ziggy and then try and go through with Peter and Tara. I mean, with Tara, is she somebody that people is kind of seeing as a bit of a goat to take to the end of somebody who is, is somebody who you could beat, or is she kind of, again, is the edit maybe selling her that way, but people are seeing her a bit differently? And I saw her as someone that I'd happily, happily sit at the end with. So I don't think anybody was looking at losing Tara at this stage, especially because, I mean, I thought... I was worried about her voting with Sarah and that's why I would have tried to stay with Sarah and Michelle at that sort of six point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't think that she was beating anybody at that stage. So mm. other than being someone that everyone wanted to take to the end, that was, was the only thing that was threatening about her. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I, I guess, kind of what we were thinking a little bit with her. But um, it, I mean, it's interesting to watch. I mean, she's great to watch on TV. Can I just say that out yeah. loud? But yeah, uh, I, I can imagine living with her was a slightly different story. <laughs> so you two had a few little issues uh, early on. Uh, did, did that kind of, did that burn through later on in the game? I mean, were there moments that we didn't necessarily see too much from those early points when you and Tara? obviously had a bit of a clash in those summer tower days. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that doesn't come across is that I didn't have any hard feelings to Tara, really. Like, I, I just saw this as my only option. My only option was to rile up Tara and try to make her unpredictable and explode and <laughs> try to create some sort of chaos through her making myself look like a rational, wonderful person to work with. <laughs> um but I didn't, like, I didn't care that she flipped. Like, <laughs> it was so early. We hadn't even voted. When, ta- when um, Peter was like, but Tessa, aren't you trying to get like, these guys to flip? What are you, this is so hypocritical. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think I said touche. Like, I, I knew what I was saying was not making sense, but I just didn't have any other option. Like, and so then, and the thing about that is that Tara really did take it very personally. And so I put in quite a bit of effort with her trying to, and I'm saying to her, I would definitely work with you again. I'm I'm not close to that. I mean, I was willing to work with Ziggy again, and what she did definitely was harder to take. And mm. um, yeah, so I, I mean, our relationship got a lot better towards the end. I think Tara became more forgiving, and she had bigger fish to fry with, like AK. She really shifted her focus onto AK. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. One thing, though, as I said, Tess, I mean, absolutely loved your game. I was a big fan of yours. But, I mean, also outside of myself, a lot of people really, uh, I think, respected you and appreciated you amongst the superfan community. How, how have you found, I guess, the uh, the fan reaction to your game uh, through, throughout this season? Uh, it's weird for me, actually, because I, I live in London now, so I'm very sort of separated from the whole thing. But I have been a huge fan of Survivor since I was 12. I've actually never missed a season. <laughs> um, so this is the first season of Survivor where I haven't really listened to all the podcasts and like read the 
fan pages and things because being so far away from it, I'm sort of worried that I'd get the wrong impression. So I don't know really what everybody is saying. Oh, you've, you're going to have to but, catch um, up. I think. I think, particularly from our end, uh, I can't, you know, speak for oh, the other great. shows. But I know, I know, social media. A lot of people, as I said, amongst the super fans, were very respectful. I think of the game you were playing, and, and definitely someone that we're always keeping an eye on because, um, you know, uh, I, I really appreciated the fact that you were able to kind of just hang in there and, uh, you know, make these moves <laughs> when needed too. And I kind of put that into contrast with uh, with Henry's game, and he obviously wasn't too appreciative of the things I was saying him throughout the season but uh you know we can't like everybody on this show um, but uh yeah i, I mean no. i know from that perspective I, I definitely think you played a fantastic yeah. game so i just thought i'd tell you that oh, thank you i really appreciate it and look i'm look, so happy to hear about the many many mistakes that i made playing this game because <laughs> i look back at it and the, the number of times i'm watching tv and i'm like Tess, are you kidding me like what are you doing <laughs> i mean i made so many mistakes but at the same time it, there's no such thing as a perfect game of Survivor and I think how you react to your own mistakes and how you pick yourself up is sort of what makes a player. So definitely I don't agree. mind that I did these stupid things and I'm pretty proud of how I did. Well, we're uh, definitely sad to see you go, Tessa, but best of luck with everything moving forward. Uh, enjoy the time in Jury Villa and we eagerly anticipate to see how the uh, the remaining few episodes of this is going to go. But so thank you for joining us on the Aussie Network <laughs> today. Thanks so much. And a big thank you to Tessa there and Channel 10 for arranging that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I try to not be biased in these, but uh, I guess people who listen to these chats and listen to me probably know that that's not a good um, good skill of mine. I generally turn out to be biased one way or the other, and um, yeah, it can't help it. I'm a fan of this show. I'm watching this show, same as you guys. So at the end of the day, um, you know, you've got to you've got to try and uh, try and do your best to not feel that way. But uh, again. I'm a fan. I love uh, rooting for the people that I like and uh, rooting against the people that I don't necessarily like. But anyway, we're moving forward, of course. Australian Survivor Season 4. Uh, hopefully, we'll have two more exit interviews for you uh, coming your way this week. Obviously, we're still airing tonight on Channel 10, uh, 7.30 p.m. this evening. And uh, there'll be, of course, another episode for you, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night. And uh, if there are two eliminations, uh, we will have exit interviews, of course, as we always put the slight disclaimer, if they decide to speak to us. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. We obviously post on social media in terms of uh, if they're happening or not. So stay tuned for there. And speaking of social media, uh, we posted last night. Uh, we had a we had a bit of a, an interesting weekend in terms of trying to lock in our guest for our Survivor recap this week. We kind of obviously were, were aiming for Flick and we'll hope we still get Flick on this season. Then we kind of had switched focus uh, to our next guest who we were going to get on. And then all of a sudden, uh, it sort of fell through the cracks that we could get another person who we've been trying. And that person, of course, is Sue Clark from uh, Season 3. Uh, so excited to have Sue on. We've never had Sue on the show before, so I uh, look forward to that. And uh, that, of course, will be recorded actually directly after tomorrow night's episode, Tuesday night's episode. So you've just got over a day and a bit to get some questions in if you haven't got any questions in for Sue. Um, I know some people obviously wait until after the episode airs, um, or all three of them, I should say, to get them in. But uh, just just a forewarning that we will be recording that pretty much straight after the episode tomorrow night. So um, in the meantime, make sure you do get those in. And... Um, We'll get them uh, to her, obviously, on air. And for um, also Australian Survivor fans, we were planning and having another roundtable episode this week with some former Auslets. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll post more details of that, obviously, by the end of the week uh, when that goes ahead. 
And for fans of Survivor in general, outside of Australian Survivor, US Survivor Season 35 Heroes, Hustlers and Helos uh, starts this week. I think it's Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, whatever the order is. We've called it the Triple H season, Hunter Hersey Helmsley season. Uh, our preview episode is now online with Billy Garcia from Cook Islands. Uh, a lot of fun, that one. And uh, this cast looks fantastic, so we're very much looking forward to this season. Um, and our recap of this week, I don't actually want to tell you who it is just yet. We're going to announce that uh, on social media tomorrow. So um, it's a fun one. It's somebody who we've never had on the show before in a proper capacity. Um so, uh, very, very excited. It's somebody from the last two seasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very fun time to see just, uh, how this recap goes. So we'll put that up on social media and I know you're going to have questions for this person. So make sure that you do stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in here to the Oz Network. Thanks again to Tessa and thanks again to Channel 10 for arranging this this morning. We'll be back tomorrow for another exit interview on Australian Survivor Season 4. Until then, my name has been Ben. Thank you for your company. We'll speak to you then. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.